0: Don't force people to tidy if they don't want to. Only when we accept unconditionally people whose values differ from our own can we really say that we have finished our tidying event. Marie Kondo.
1: Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the Kamari Method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest with your hosts and certified Kamari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show.
0: Don't force people to tidy if they don't want to. Only when we accept unconditionally people whose values differ from our own can we really say that we have finished our tidying event. Marie Kondo. Today, we take a deep dive into motivating others to tidy. Whether you're just getting started on your journey, or you're a seasoned Kanmari joy sparker, living the lifestyle, it's important to consider the role of others you share your space with in your journey. But first, before we
1: begin, you know what's next. It's time for a joy check. Kristen, what is sparking joy
0: for you today? Well, I'm so excited to announce that I officially have four The Love of Tidy Power Partners, five in particular, that support my clients on different levels post-tidying. So oftentimes, after we confront clutter, we're really confronting ourselves. And there's other things that come up that need addressing after we've put everything away, found a place for things, found a click point, and completed all unfinished business for example, home cleaning or digitizing sentimental items and also some wellness like finance, life coaching, or nutrition. So I have put together a awesome team of professionals who I trust and who I have worked with who are official for the love of Tidy Power Partners. So I'm so excited to announce those Power Partners and we will link them in the show notes. All of my power partners will be available publicly. And then for anyone who is working with me directly, they get a little bit of a incentive to work with them. So it's a great way for Tidying to continue to pay you back when you take the time to invest in Kunmari Consulting. So I'm really excited to announce that I have let all of my clients know at this point that they are available as a resource to them. And I want to make sure our Spark Joy listeners know as well. And Karen, what's a to toy for you? Well, it's got a little bit similar, but I have
1: noticed over the time that I've been working with clients that there are really two areas that a lot of my clients express interest in once they have begun tidying. Just two components that really seem to fit in with their visions for themselves and their best life going forward, which as we know is something really important and near and dear to us. And those areas have to do with their fashion in the sense that a lot of times people are coming to me because they've gone through a major life transition. They're starting a new job or ending a job or coming back from maternity leave or, you know, multiple different reasons. Or maybe they have aspirations, occupational aspirations that they feel they're not able to, you know, completely take advantage of because they need some help in fashion. And then on the other hand, I have clients who, as part of their vision, really want to do some amazing things with interior design. So I'm beginning to develop a couple of collaborations with a couple of really talented people in the area of fashion and interior design that I'll be presenting sometime in the next few months as we get our plans together. It's going to be more of a supplement to my conma practice, but it's something that just ties in really closely. So really looking forward to pulling that together. Right now we're all in the meeting stage and it's been kind of fun to think of new ideas to present this and to do some
0: brainstorming. So coming soon, but it's been really fun. The process has been really fun. Yeah, it's amazing how we start with tidying, but then we can explore so many aspects of our life through this amazing starting point of resetting our home to a place of joy. And I find that when clients really open their mind to look at their life holistically, it's amazing how many people we can find to support them just because we move in the space of home management as well as life management, this is just a great connection and also what we really are all about here on Smart Joy Podcast as well. What well, I'm also
1: finding that a lot of times the folks on the other end, my fashion stylist and my interior designer, are going into clients' homes and really feeling like they're not going to be able to do what they want to do with the client until they get their closets organized or their home's a little you know, they edit some of the items in their homes a little more. So it really kind of goes both ways. So that's kind of interesting. We'll see how it works, but I'm hoping it will really kind of add an elevated level of service to the
0: serene home. Yes, it's definitely great that we've got initiatives going on that are pushing our clients forward. Yeah. Great. Let's jump into our focus today, which is motivating others to tidy we should start by
1: saying, and we can't emphasize this enough, tidying is a self-care activity. This is all about your self-discovery, taking care of yourself and your needs. And really, most of us embark upon this journey as a part of wanting to take care of ourselves and to improve our environment. And Kanmara is intentionally designed to help you reestablish the boundaries of your items in your home. This is a really good thing, right? I mean, this gives you a chance to reclaim space and put clear boundaries around what you can control. We're going to focus on this idea that you first tidy things that you can take ownership of. It's really important to learn how to do this yourself before you can teach others. And then once you get comfortable with the method and feel better about your own place in your own home and in your own environment, then you can begin to maybe take a look at the other people in your home.
0: And some examples of what we mean by establishing or re-establishing boundaries in your home, you might have the opportunity to reclaim an office as your space, or even one side of your office as just your responsibility. Or maybe there is kids' toys around your space that have kind of migrated to the adult's living areas. So reclaiming a bedroom or a living area where It might work better if their official homes are in an isolated space, so it would make tidying up a little easier. Also, you could even think of reclaiming a boundary as establishing a drawer that's just for you, or maybe the side of the closet that's just yours. Establishing these boundaries makes things really clear, not only makes it clear where things could be put away, but it also makes things clear when you share a space with others, where the responsibilities lie.
1: When you've reached a point where you feel that your own things are under control, when you've reached that point where you feel that everything in your life is sparking joy, then it's time to switch your attention to other people. Now, this does not mean that you can tidy for other people and we can't emphasize that enough either. I have a story that I often tell about my own experience and this has to do with a winter coat I had just done my KonMari tidying and I decided that I was going to gift a beautiful new coat to my husband. So because he had had this old coat for a very long time, it had been hanging in the closet. It was a coat that he had worn for years before I even met him and I wanted him to have a new coat. So I got him this great new coat. He loved it, put it in the closet. And on one of my joy checking expeditions, I decided that he no longer needed his old coat. So I packed it off to Goodwill and was happy that he had a wonderful joy sparking coat in the closet. A couple of days later, he asked me, what happened to my old coat? And I said, well, you didn't need that old coat anymore. So I sent it off to Goodwill. Uh And he said to me, oh, you know, my mother gave me that coat. Now, he wasn't that mad. He was a little miffed, but... I was far more upset that I had done that because I realized at that moment that it was not my coat to give up. He needed to make that decision himself. It was really his coat to decide whether to keep or let go of. And I've carried that moment with me the entire time that I have been a Kanwari practitioner because it really struck home for me that even though I may have felt that it was perfectly okay to get rid of that coat, it was not my decision to make. So from personal experience, know that it's really important to not tidy for other people.
0: So important. And just like you said, it's not your decision to make. That is the ultimate concept we are trying to reinforce today, because it's hard. It's hard when you share a space to understand what's yours, what's theirs, what's both of yours. And it's also important to not make any assumptions. So it's okay to ask questions, but Just ask more so, do you want to be responsible for the decision around this rather than do you want to let it go? Because ultimately, you should only be making decisions on the things that you feel you own. And it's important to lead with compassion. No tidy shaming. So what we talk about when we say tidy shaming, so that can look like pointing fingers or placing judgment, or blame for a untidy space on others or claiming defeat before a tidying event has even occurred or before anyone has attempted to tidy up, whether that be you or others that you share your space with. Some examples of things that you may have heard yourself
1: saying if you are a tidy shamer. No one else in my home is as tidy as I am. It's not me, it's him or it's her. They are just going to end you all of my hard work anyway. Why do I even bother? And this won't work because I have kids.
0: Even if some of these statements turn out to be true, they are not productive and they can often turn others away from you rather than towards you and towards the act of tidying up.
1: However, if you lead with respect, gratitude and joy by recognizing that we all have various strengths and weaknesses, and often completely different values and
0: visions we believe that you will get much further down the road remember this is a behavior and a habit change for everyone involved you may be undoing years of not so great habits you shouldn't expect change overnight even if you experienced a really quick shift in your own tidying life or your own view of how to keep a space of joy. It may take others a lot longer.
1: Don't create the narrative for the person without giving the activity a fair chance. You may be surprised by shifts that
0: are made over time. Yeah, I often hear things like, oh, my kids are teenagers. There's no way that they are going to clean their room. And I've seen them turn around 100% by the time The mother or the father takes ownership of their own things and starts to model different behaviors. It's about giving this a chance. I've often heard complaints around laundry. I've worked with clients who've had a laundry space that has always felt a bit chaotic, and they've started to share the story or the narrative of, oh, this is a never ending task. I will never get this done. This space will never be tidy and no one else will ever help me with this. And then they've turned their laundry spaces into a complete sanctuary of folding and respect and even have hung sentimental items in their laundry space and have organized their cleaning supplies. So it's very important to not create a narrative or story unintentionally that you may attract if it's not the vision of how you truly want to live. To get you started, here are some tips. So the first tip is to prime everyone in your home or maybe outside of your home who just directly impact your life about the goal you're trying to achieve. So this is really important for any goal in life that you're trying to achieve, but particularly for tidying up. So let everyone know what you're doing and let everybody know your expectation from them so that no one is confused or no one in your home feels bad when they are less involved with your decision making so if you're just getting started with KonMari for example let your family know that you're going to try out this new thing that you learned about and you heard about on spark joy podcast and you are going to be 100 percent dedicated to tidying up your items first you may have a questions here and there for them But primarily, you're just going to focus on your things. So they may see a change going on in the home, but you'll let them know when it's time for them to start to tidy if they feel ready. Our next tip
1: is be the change you want to see in the world. You've probably heard that expression before. And by this, we mean that you can shine by living the lifestyle. Others will definitely notice that not only have you made changes in your own life, but that they maybe have some unfinished business of their own. And maybe they'll notice that the speed in which you're getting out of the door in the morning or the ease in which you are finding the things that you need in your home or doing the things about your day that are much more comfortable in your tidied up environment, or maybe even the money that you're saving by not overbuying or the shopping habits that have changed. All those things can really demonstrate to others exactly the benefit of embracing
0: the impact of KonMari. Our third tip is to have a discussion about your vision for your home and your life with those you share it with. It's very important for you to take time privately to establish what your vision is before you ask anyone else about their thoughts. But it's also important to take a step back with those you share your home with and really make objects less of a factor. So if you're looking for a place to start, asking very high level questions about how those who share your space would like to live and how they would like to see their home looking is a great place to start. And it really takes out the things that usually cause confrontation, like should we keep five cups or 15 cups, it's really about how do we mutually want this home to look, and you can really start to explore where there's overlaps and where there's commonalities. And if you're unsure of where to start when it comes to that discussion, definitely check out SparkJoy episode five for a detailed breakdown of how to establish your ideal lifestyle and ideal living environment when you're working through your vision.
1: Certainly sharing an episode of the Spark Joy podcast, one maybe that you particularly enjoyed is a good place to start a conversation. Again, the Netflix series Tidying Up with Marie Kondo is also something that certainly motivated thousands of people to begin their tidying journey. So that might be an idea. Sit down and watch the Netflix series with people in your home. Of course, we always recommend that you read the book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, as a supplement, and really the best way to get started with a method. But sometimes just sitting down and watching the Netflix series can be
0: really inspiring to someone. The question, does it spark joy is a simple one, but not so easy to execute alone. Extend your tidying experience by joining the Spark Joy Club, our online community filled with our clients, fellow listeners, and Kamari enthusiasts ready to support your journey.
1: If you find yourself buried under clothing, stuck on storage or pointing fingers at untidy housemates or family members, we want to help you finish your tidying journey once and for all. Support
0: the show at the Joy Riser level and receive access to our exclusive virtual community as well as the Tidy Home Joy Journal, your number one tidying companion.
1: Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click on join the club to get started. And now back to the show.
0: Our next tip is to offer assistance when you see any interest emerge. So that's the best possible moment to start to introduce layers of Kanari to someone when they show an interest after seeing you shine and seeing you be more productive. Definitely demonstrate the method in one small area of your home. So perhaps showing someone how to properly store in Joy check their socks would be an example of jump-starting things, or maybe the method of folding undershirts or storing belts, something that's really tangible, but really reasonable for someone who's just getting started. And do this together, but avoid critiquing their criteria for joy. Remember, it's ultimately their decision to make.
1: Our final tip is that if you find yourself increasingly irritated by how others in your home are maintaining their spaces, we suggest that you focus on your own space to quiet down some of your anxiety. Studies have shown that just managing a very small area, such as your desktop or your nightstand, can actually not only give you a moment of calm, but is also super empowering, So while you're organizing your own small space, think about how rewarding it is to have a beautifully edited spaces, no matter how small they are.
0: As we know, Marie Kondo loves to clean as much as she loves to tidy. So when she's experiencing some tension between keeping her own space and making sure everyone else in her home is managing things, she takes moments to really think things that she's using and also clean and wipe them down with a lot of respect and care because the things that we cherish and appreciate really shine and work better for us.
1: A lot of times it just comes down to issues of timing. We are all on our own journeys through life and for some of us the idea of taking charge of our environment comes quicker than for others. So, it's important to be really mindful of that. I have Another story about a very, very large bin of miscellaneous technology equipment that had been stored under our bed for five years. And it was cords, devices, and things that were mostly obsolete, but they sat there. This particular bin was not mine to tidy. So although I was very aware of its presence, I worked my hardest to let it go. And then one day, suddenly, I came home, and all of these cords, chargers, old phones, old headsets were all grouped in categories on the dining room table and were being edited. A huge bag of cables, cords, and phones went off to e-recycling, and we now have a very small bin of technology equipment that's actually needed and useful. This took five years after I had begun my tidying journey. So sometimes it takes a long time, but sometimes people will surprise you.
0: And you may even find yourself in a situation where you're trying to convince someone who doesn't live with you to tidy up their own space, perhaps a friend or a relative. This is a very delicate situation. Even though you may mean well, you are risking offending someone you love. So tread lightly. And even when you're sharing your story of success, definitely lead with respect for their particular situation and circumstance.
1: I would say that one of the most frequent types of calls that I get is from people who want me to help them convince their significant other, their kid, their mother, et cetera, to get organized. And in fact, I have a lot of people call me and say that they want to give a gift certificate to someone else in their lives because they need to get organized. And my first question is, does that person know that you've called me? Does that person want to get organized? And, and almost always the answer is no. I think that they hope that somehow just giving them a gift certificate will inspire them to get organized. And I can tell you that it will not happen that way. It's in fact likely to backfire. You really want to accept what people tell you when you discuss getting organized with them. In other words, just believe what they tell you as far as where they are at in that process. If you receive pushback, let them know that you understand and that you're there to help them and support them in any way. I suggest that you use productive language. In other words, will your approach lead you to achieving your goals or is your language just basically a way for you to vent? Remember your vision and utilize tools that will help you achieve your goals and that will support you getting to where you want to be, which is having a more organized home.
0: I also have experienced situations where relatives of perhaps someone who is experiencing a large amount of clutter will approach me on their behalf. I've even had a situation where someone has signed their loved one up on my calendar for a conversation. And that person was very confused and it makes for a very awkward interaction. Oh my gosh. Wow. So really do tread lightly when it comes to offering or recommending services to someone who may be struggling with clutter. But as we know, since tidying was trending ever since the Netflix Tidying Up special aired, that this is a universal issue. We all have clutter somewhere, whether it's showing up and manifesting as physical clutter. Perhaps think of yourself even, if you have no clutter in your physical space, maybe you have some clutter somewhere else, whether that be in health, finance aspect of your life, nutrition, things like that. So recognize and empathize with others who may be manifesting whatever their core issue is through the keeping of things that they are not using or loving. And this may be the case for someone who has suffered from chronic disorganization or hoarding, which we have discussed in Spark Joy episodes 3, 19, and 57. Ultimately, it's all about compromise.
1: Think back to the last time you had a difference in opinion with a person that you share space with. It could even be outside of the context of your home, maybe it's your office, or maybe it was a a difference of opinion about health or something money related. Maybe it was about home buying, education, or even religion and politics. How did you overcome that difference in opinion or maybe even a difference in your own values? What strategies did you put in place so that you could either get on the same page, agree to disagree, but at least move on and move past the initial conflict? That's the same kind of strategy that we suggest that you use in dealing with organization in your home.
0: It's very valid to want the commonly shared spaces in your home to work for everyone. So think of solutions and compromises that allow you to find containers that you can hold end of the day things for each person in the household, or perhaps a place to put papers that are just for those you share your home with and really make it their own. But ultimately, they have the decision-making authority when it comes to what stays or goes.
1: Convincing someone else to do anything your way doesn't ever happen by force, shame, or guilt, or at least it doesn't happen well. Uh, Lasting change really stems from a place of love and acceptance.
0: Control what you can control. Stay in your tidying lane and demonstrate your best life through your home, independent from how others are choosing to live. Protect your boundaries of joy
1: and accept that everyone is on their own journey to joy at their own pace.
0: So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning tidying questions or share stories about how Kanmari has impacted your life. Head over to Apple Podcasts
1: to subscribe and review the show, which helps us to reach others along their tidying journey. To extend your tidying
0: experience, you can join the Spark Joy Club.
1: Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click Join the Club to become a member of the Spark Joy community, or you can join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
0: Thanks for tuning in, and we hope your day sparks joy.
1: Thank you for listening to SparkJoy with your host, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago, and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. SparkJoy, the podcast, is not endorsed by or affiliated with Kamari Media Inc. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Kamari Media Inc. or the Kamari consultant community.